0: Ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast and video extravaganza known internationally as the world-famous smoking and toasting, We are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Today, you are here for number 276. We are officially halfway to 300. Halfway to 300. Thank you, Alan. Alan <laughs> Denny is uh, my uh, guest co-host today. Uh, Ian is out of town, and so um, we reached out to Alan and asked him if he would come on the show. And and uh, it's it's really... Pretty cool to have you on when you're not actually pod crashing. Yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> that doesn't happen very yeah.
0: often. <laughs> uh, Alan is from the uh, Galveston Island Cigar Lounge. He knows uh, quite a bit about cigars. I'll be asking him lots of questions today. And, uh, well, he, you know, I've, I've had a drink or two with two. him as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> And we'll do more of that today. As a matter of fact, we are going to be talking about uh, the 10 best spring beers. There's a new uh, list that's come out from Thrillist about the 10 best spring beers on the market because it is feeling distinctively
1: spring like oh, right now man it is so nice let me tell you what for i can't tell even yesterday pouring down rain both doors open at the shop yeah breeze flowing through it it's still felt like fantastic. spring yeah
0: yeah i know and we've mentioned this before but the back deck of your place is just it's a wonderful and sublime place to have one of your favorite songs. Oh, it, it's a, and we just added new furniture. Where, oh, cool! Uh,
1: we've got uh, we had that wicker kind of style out mm-hmm. there for since we've been open two and a half years, and we added a bunch of uh, Adirondack style oh chairs those are out great there. Chairs, yeah. That'll the that, they'll last forever. I think I'll be dead and gone before those chairs will disintegrate. But.
0: We're kind of doing a dinny double dip here on the show because not only is Alan co-hosting with me this week, but we'll be down at your shop next week yes, to, we do, to do the show. And our good friend uh, Trenton from Oliva is joining us. And we've had Trenton on the show a lot of times, and uh, somebody asked me, I mentioned we were having him on again. Somebody said, You know, you, you have that guy on quite a bit. Why, why does he, you know, how does he rate to get on the show that much? I said, It's simple. His cigars are terrific, <laughs> <laughs> it's real simple. And he has a tendency to bring them. We uh, uh, were fortunate enough to have Trenton on the very day that Oliva announced their. Uh, really their only new product announcement in a long time, which has been the the Siri V-135. And they're so good. And then he brought a couple of them with him the next time he was on. And so I just got my fingers crossed. I know they're making more. They originally were going to be a very limited
1: run. It's going to be a while from when they come back I'm hoping he has a couple stash. That'd be nice. I think right after y'all finished that show, y'all called me. Yes. And we're like, hey, we need these, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> we don't even have anything to order them yet. And and Ian was like, no, me and Cruz want some. Just put them aside. Just put them aside. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, I, and we did get them too. Yeah. The whatever the day I got however many boxes I ordered, gone that day. I I don't
0: I don't doubt it, and I think that happens a lot with things that are apportioned or that come in in limited quantities, especially if there's any kind of. Built up excitement about them, and there certainly was for the one thirty-five. So Oliva's making more, which is the good news. Yeah, I don't it, know how many more
1: for how long, but at at the uh, the smoking and toasting price to quality index on yes. that cigar, yeah, I would have easily rated that cigar seven. And, and what is the
0: retail on that for a single stick?
1: Nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. So
0: See, you got to say for a ten. I don't know if there is a better ten-dollar cigar. I mean, it's no. just fantastic.
1: Yeah, I I put it up there with a lot of. Really good 17 to $21 Absolutely. cigars. Absolutely. And I, I would be happy paying $17 for that cigar. I've got Easy.
0: one left in my humidor from, I got a, from the
1: museum. I got nothing left. <laughs> I got
0: one left from that uh, batch that Ian and I bought from you. So uh, uh, I'll just go ahead and ask you now. Can you hold us another couple boxes? Oh,
2: we are going to order
0: way more of those than what we we ordered. Well, so we'll talk about the 10 best uh, spring beers on the show today. And then we're also going to spend some time debunking some of the most popular myths about drinking. Because, you know, people, you know, when it comes to drinking, especially when you tell. And and there's always that great moment when you're at the doctor and the doctor asks you. So. (laughs) So, uh, alcohol, uh, um, yes, and, and uh, how how often and, and how much? And you you sit there in that moment, mm. trying to figure out <laughs> if there's any way you can be honest. And of course, there isn't. So you play it down, whatever amount it is. If if you have one beer a day, you say you have a couple, a couple beers, beers a week. week. Yeah, and 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 then if you're like. Any of us that have been on this show, you really don't know what to say. So you just say, occasionally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Occasionally this hour, occasionally the next hour. You know,
0: I drink socially, and I'm a very Very social person. person. I get that. (laughs) Yep, yep, that's the way it is. So anyway, we'll debunk, though, some of those drinking myths, because some of them are uh, pretty pervasive and not necessarily true. And we'll do some drinking, of course. We, uh, In honor of Alan being here, I uh, also brought in a beer today that is also from Galveston, from Galveston. Galveston Island Brewing uh, will be tasting their Mardi Gras Mardi Gras Blonde Ale. I don't know if you've had that. I have it's really good. Uh And uh, we'll also be tasting from Petaluma, California Lagunitas Unrefined Sugar. It's a strong ale with whole cane sugar and and they've been doing the sugar series uh, Lagunitas for a while. This is the first time I've seen this one so I grabbed some for us to uh, to have and finally from one of our favorite breweries in the country, from Milton, Delaware, Dogfish Head Craft Brewery, will be having their bourbon barrel aged worldwide stout. So I know none of that sounds good to you.
1: Uh, you know, uh, you didn't bring IPAs and you didn't bring malort. I'm
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, and, and I thought about it because we, you
1: know, most
0: shows we wind up with an IPA, maybe like four out of five. Uh, but I thought I'd spare you today since I know you're not an you IPA know,
1: guy. I'm not an IPA. I'll try them. Yeah. I'll try. You know, uh every time me and uh the resident whiskey expert uh Chris Hart are together, mm-hmm. he's always got something to He's peated. an IPA guy. He loves them. Yeah. He does. And he loves peated Scotches. Right. I'm not a peat guy either. I'll try them, you yeah. know. I I I can appreciate them for what they are, but I've, it I've, it's I've learned not my jam. to like
0: them. They weren't my favorite at first, but I've learned to like them as we've, you know, done 270 six episodes of the show and <laughs> i've had a chance to try a few and at first i was you know it was a bit off-putting but uh but no i've, I've
1: learned to i've learned to actually enjoy it so maybe you should just try you know sneaking one in every now I, and then i keep i there <clears throat> there is one ipa that i enjoy yeah and it's the only one that i've ever had that i'm like i can buy a, six, a four pack of that and enjoy it and it's uh uh buffalo buffalo Wait, is it Buffalo, Buffalo Bayous uh, More Cowbell? Oh, more cowbell you like. You know, and yeah. That's that's a pretty
0: big IPA. Because yeah. usually people that say they don't like IPAs, it's usually because of the, you know, the big sort of pine coney uh, vibe. And more cowbell's got a little of that going I on. I
1: think more cowbell to me has a lot more of the citrus to it. Yeah, too. it does, actually. And I think that's what helps me cut the other. It's it's very interesting. Now
0: even when Ian's here, Ian likes some IPAs. He doesn't like nearly as many of them as I like. So it's that's always a point of give and take between him and I. I like the IPAs. He likes the beers that have chunks in them. Oh, that's that's
1: that's my jam. That's (laughs) the one. That's well. There's two things I hate about summer: heat, and most of the stouts go. You don't see most of the stouts go away. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: Well, uh, if you if you buy them during the winter and spring, you
1: can. uh, There's still most of them still be quite good. So so I, I know Ian's mentioned it a couple times on some of the more recent podcasts that you've done. I've got a few refrigerators outside. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I've been told <laughs> more, more than 2 outside. Yeah, that didn't yeah. include the no ones well, inside. You've
0: got enough refrigerators outside that one of them's just for your wife's stuff. Yes. And then you've yep. got your regular beers and your special beers, yep. right? Yep. All right. That's that's a that's a that's a commitment. I, I, I like commitment is important, and I, and I and I think it's it's good to see that uh, uh, it's good to see that you've got that. So we'll be trying all those beers. Plus, sitting on Mister Twirly Gig as we speak is a bottle of Walking Stick Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey uh, from Louisville, Kentucky. And I was told, um, and I have not tried this. As you can see. Uh, we're flirting with danger today because I've left the cellophane uh, uh, wrapping on the top of this. So I really wanted to try it for the first time on the show because I was told that if you like Blanton's, you will like this. That's for all the taters out there. And I certainly like Blanton's. So, uh, so we'll we'll see we'll see how it measures up. Uh, it wasn't as expensive as a bottle of Blanton, So, yeah. uh, so there's that. But hey, I, I'm all about finding a bourbon. Speaking of speaking of expensive, I just about lost my mind when I was in Specs this week. And oh, I- Specs, for those of you who are, are not from uh, this area, we have a lot of listeners are all really all over the world. Uh, Specs is kind of our. Uh, it's our hometown chain, chain. if you will. <laughs> it uh, started out as a hometown store. Yeah, and and still is. It's still only in Texas, I yeah. believe. Uh, uh, and family there's owned. more family owned. There's more of them in Houston than there are uh, anywhere else. But they're now in Dallas and El Paso Austin, and Antonio, Austin, all over yeah. the place. Uh, but I was in my favorite Specs, which is the uh, flagship store in, in Midtown. And I was actually looking, it was where I bought that walking stick bourbon. And I was perusing the tequila aisle because I love me some tequila. And one of my all-time favorites... George Clooney. Oh, no. It wasn't, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the Clooney. <laughs> Good guess. One of my all-time favorites was uh, is the Skelly. And I went for years not trying it because it comes in that, uh, that torso so, and head of a skeleton with a sombrero on top. And I thought, eh, it's probably a gimmick. And when I eventually tried it, tried the Añejo, I was floored. This is great. I can't believe it. So it became was kind of my go-to It was, at that time, I want to say It was around 30 bucks a bottle 35 maybe at the most And it has slowly gone up over the years In fact, every time I buy a bottle It's always a, a little few little dollars more. more Than it was the last time So I'm on the tequila aisle And I'm perusing I was looking for uh, ones that I hadn't had That we could taste here on the show And I look down at the Skelly Añejo It's $100 now $100 Now I know that all tequilas have gotten more expensive.
1: But $100? Are you sure you were at Specs and not the lumber store or the gas station? That's... I'm telling you. It
0: was, it was, I think it was $98.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: I couldn't believe it. And I thought, <clears throat> okay, now, if a bottle of uh, Jose Cuervo uh, Reserva de la Familia, Familia, which is my absolute favorite of all time, mm-hmm. if that's $150... Can I justify
1: spending $100 for, uh, for Skeleton? And I'm not sure I can. So, all joking aside, just because of knowing what Chris has gone through, mm-hmm. I wonder, especially with that special bottle, mm-hmm. if part of the problem is the bottle itself. Could be.
0: Could be. I mean, there's a lot going on there. You've got the bottle. It's got to be uh, obviously crafted. You've got the, the Skeleton head. Is also the piece with the stopper in it that goes into the top. Yeah. And then you pour out of the neck. And then it's got to be painted. And then you've got a sombrero. And the sombreros are always changing different colors and different things. So the, there's got to be, yeah, there's got to be some expense to doing that. But wow, $100. I,
1: I, would, I was expecting it was going to go into the 60 neighborhood. But. I, I am very curious <laughs> about something. Uh, you know Edgar Hoyle, mm-hmm. right? So Edgar had a tequila line yeah. for a while. And I was up in Dallas for my birthday. He was doing an event at uh, uh, Trey. uh, Damn, I just brain farted on Trey's last name. Trey Boring? No, 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 Uh no. uh, Trey that used to be the rep. Um, Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Anyway, uh, sorry, Trey, if you're listening. Anyway, Trey's got a shop up there now. So we were up there for my uh, birthday, and I thought for sure – Edgar was going to bring some of his tequila. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, nah, I didn't bring any, bro. And I was like, well, why not? And he goes, we're, we're kind of done with that. And I was like, I can't get it in. And I was like, well, dude, if you can't get it in, let's talk to Chris. You know, Chris has got all the connections well world. He can get it in. They could bottle it right there in Houston. You're from Houston. No, no, no. The cartel took over the distillery. Like, they own it now. We, wow. we can't get any of it. And I was wow. like, what? And he was like, yeah, the cartel took over the entire distillery in Mexico. Wow. Well, "Hmm." that could
0: explain some rising prices. Yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cartels trying to go legit.
0: (laughs) Hey, they gotta they gotta launder that money somewhere, don't they? Yeah, for sure. Well, anyway, we won't be trying a tequila today, but we will be trying Walking Stick Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey that is supposed to be comparable to Blantons. We'll see. And
1: then uh, you brought a couple of bottles with you as well. Yeah, I brought a couple of things. So um, this has been talked about a lot here in Houston, especially in HBS and. So Chris Hart is our resident whiskey expert, it, I almost want to throw up in my mouth <laughs> saying that. But, but uh, he, you know, he launched his own brand two years ago. Yeah. gregarious grump. Mm-hmm. He's had some ryes. he's had some rums. But he came out with a cognac line a couple of months back, and um, it's been very well received, yeah. And so I brought the 14. Uh, it's cash strength, unfiltered, uncut. and then I brought the 30. And it is by far the cheapest 30-year-old cognac on the market. Um, I got it. There's a great new liquor, great new owner of a liquor store in Galveston, uh, mm-hmm. Economy Liquor mm-hmm. West End, uh, Travis Massey. We sell him cigars. So I'll throw him a little shout-out. But I had told him about Chris's stuff. He got to meet Chris, um, liked Chris. Has He was already selling the rye, the mm-hmm. Prideful Goat, right. and it was selling well. And so he brought these in. So uh, I don't know what other liquor stores are doing it for, but... Get it from him for 150 bucks, and that for a 30-year-old for a cognac. 30-year-old that's, cognac, that's. And this is fantastic. Now, I will say there is one cognac that I've had, uh, but I think it was actually an Armagnac. But that was Space Cowboy rides again. Did mm-hmm. you ever get to try any? No, line? I have not had that. So I was picked by uh, Randy Svetlick and some of the other guys, and but this is probably the best next to that, and like I said, I think that was an Armagnac. So. Well,
0: I can tell just from the amount of uh, liquid left in the bottle that I can tell you which one's the 30. It would be the one on your left. You so. are correct. <laughs> you are correct. right,
1: Alan's left. It, it, it's absolutely... You want to try it now? Let's, you want to do the 14 first?
0: Oh, yeah. Let's, let's go ahead. Why don't you pour us some of the 14, and while you do that, I want to tell you guys about the uh, cigar that I sampled this week for the show. Um, usually, I ask Ian what he has smoked, and I'm going to ask you uh, a little bit later maybe what what your favorite cigar is that you've smoked in the last uh, month or so. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I, I tried something today that I had not had before. It was the Punch Diablo Gusto. The Diablo Gusto comes in a, uh, a little uh, tube. Uh, El Diablo, of course, is Spanish for... The, the Diablo, and if I'm not mistaken, Diablo means devil. Uh, I know this because I dated a girl once whose mom uh, only spoke Spanish, and that woman used to call me Diablo a lot, so I'm pretty sure uh, that that is, uh, is what it means. Uh, Punch cigars have traditionally been, been made in Honduras, but a few years back they wanted to develop a bolder blend for their line, and they turned to, guess who, the man himself, A.J. Fernandez uh, to develop the Diablo for them in Nicaragua. The Diablo uses a four-year-aged Ecuadorian Sumatra Oscuro wrapper. Uh, That means it's very dark. Uh, Beneath it, a Connecticut broadleaf binder that was aged for six years, and then a four-year-aged blend of Nicaraguan and Honduran Habano Lijero leaves as a part of the filler tobacco. So that's four different countries represented in this uh, particular blend of this cigar. It is a uh, really pretty cigar almost a shame to hide this one in a tube it's it, when you pull sometimes you know when you pull a cigar out of the tube you're like oh yeah I can see why they put it in a tube it's not the prettiest cigar in the world this one's uh, beautiful nice and smooth uh, no not a lot of noticeable bumps or veins uh, it had rich and sweet maduro tobacco notes on the pre-light along with cedar and a little hint of toasted bread I used a punch. Because it's a punch, and uh, uh, the V cutter didn't seem appropriate, so uh, I lit the Diablo up, and off we went. Our uh, old friend, the Nicaraguan Pepper Blast, put in an appearance, uh, and I won't—I won't sing the uh, Nicaraguan Pepper Blast jingle because <laughs> Ian's not here, and the whole point of me singing it is to try to urge him to write and record one for us, or at least be able to perform one when he's here. So uh, we'll just skip that. But I did get a little of the NPB, as we like to call it. Uh, but it uh, settled down pretty quickly. And when I say settle down, I'm using that as a relative term because from the beginning to the end, this was a very powerful cigar, definitely not what Ian would call Fisher-Price, My First Cigar. Oh, we, we sell that punch. Oh, so, so you, oh, you're yeah. familiar with what I'm talking about then. Uh, it was not, however, lacking in complexity. The black pepper note was there for sure, uh, but the first third also gave me deep chocolate notes, almost like chocolate-covered cherries, uh, with a bit of maltiness and a savory note, too. And as uh, Ian himself would say, solid ash perfect burn. The ash hung on for quite a while before I got a little nervous and flicked it off into my Star Trek ashtray. I don't know if that's the picture Adam's got up right now, but I have I don't think it's really a Star Trek ashtray, but it's shaped like the Star Trek logo The yeah, so It's even got pips Yeah, I know. The... It's great. I love it uh, Anyway, I, and I take that with me because it's small enough, I can wrap it in a bag and stick it in like a, a shoulder bag or, or a briefcase or something. Oh, yeah I Always have that with me. So if I have the occasion to smoke and know where to ash, now I've got it. So it, it's, it's my wonderful little Star Trek ashtray Nice creaminess developed by the second third and the spiciness evolved from just pepper into a more exotic mix that reminded me a little bit of the spices that you use in Indian food. Uh, I don't know what they all are, but I know what they taste like. Um, Lots of smoke, by the way. It was thick and almost chewy. By the final third, I was still loving this dark chocolate cherry note, along with a hint of raisin and a distinct earthiness and even a hint of espresso. Uh, The Diablo was a powerhouse all the way, definitely full-bodied and uh, very strong. Punch apparently Wanted their boldest smoke yet, and that's what they got with the uh, Diablo. For a large size robusto that comes in a tube, making it uh, easy to carry along with you, the Diablo Gusto is pretty reasonably priced. It's about six to eight All bucks, right. depending on uh, p- depending on where you get it. Uh, now, I know that I'm an AJ fanboy, but apparently, I'm not the only one because pretty much every major cigar company seems to be reaching out at one point or another to have AJ do a blend for them. Um, I want to ask Alan about this, because I have heard through the grapevine that JFK Jr. is still alive and he's coming back and he's going to run for office. But I'll ask you about that another time, okay? Uh, uh, He's apparently been hiding for years with Elvis and Sasquatch. But anyway, we'll, we'll discuss that later. I wanted to know, though, if you would support or dismiss this rumor that I have heard that my cigar idol, A.J. Fernandez, is kind of a prick. Kind of. That's like an
1: understatement. Oh, so so this is out there then? Yeah, I've, I've really. So, and, and surprisingly, now, it's, was he nice to you or, yeah, or was he yeah? So to he's you? always going to be nice to um, to cigar shop. Well, <laughs> yes. I, I didn't meet him when I had the shop. Ah, okay. uh, I met him when I was in the industry. We were at an event, and uh, he's always going to be. But he is an ass to the people that work for him. Really? It, I just see. I I so hate to hear that and because I love his stuff. So here's here's the the best analogy I can give you Mm -hmm. is an artist because that's what he is. Right. It's their way or the highway. Right. He's kind of like the the uh the rock and roller who yeah. j- just uh, the you know s- mm-hmm. savant painter that i'm going to paint like this and oh you know if you added blue shut up and get out you yeah. don't no. shut up and get out i walk on the stage and slap you yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> keep my painter's name
1: <laughs> exactly that's exactly um, right but, and and he he just treats the people that work for him he went through i can't tell you just here in texas how many reps and how many sales wow. managers and wow and, and uh you know he, but if 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 money's involved, <laughs> yeah,
0: I hear you. I hear you. well, regardless, the man can blend a freaking cigar. I can Truth. tell you that uh, the Diablo is a powerhouse, definitely not for beginners. But Punch does have plenty of good milder blends in their line, if that's what you are uh, looking for. If you're looking for a strong, intense smoke that you can carry around in your pocket until you're ready for it, the Diablo Gusto is your cigar. At uh, let's say seven dollars. Price to quality, for those who like them bold, I'd give it a six. It's 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 a very good cigar, and at a very reasonable price for what you're getting. Yeah. And sometimes when you go with the really big powerhouse cigars, they're kind of one or two notes, and this one was definitely complex. So uh, big thumbs up for the Diablo Gusto. Ooh. So, uh, All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get to tasting, and we're going to start with this. You have poured the 14-year Gregarious Grump, Cognac. It is cask strength. And this, as you said, is out there now, right? Oh, people yeah, can, yeah. People can yeah. find this and buy it. The
1: 14 is pretty easy to find. Mm-hmm. Um, you could actually go over to Gulf Coast Distillery. Uh, and they have a, I think they have, they have the entire retail, line. Yeah, uh, they have a tasting room. Tasting room yeah. So you can taste the whole lineup. The 30 is a little bit harder to find. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's, um, for lack of a better word, gregory Scrump is a boutique spirit line sure, for right, right now. And and it's it's gonna have what it's got in yeah, terms of and so, of the it, quantity, it, so for a boutique line to have a $150 price point, people are gonna be like, eh, let let me start out with the sixty or seventy dollar and right. work my way up. Where having had it one time with Chris, I was like, Hey Travis, can you order me the 30 year? <laughs> and he was like, he was real hesitant too. Really? Because same thing, boutique line, expensive. Am I going to sell it? And he's on. He only orders two bottles at a time, but he's on his fourth or fifth order in just a couple of weeks. So. All right, well, we'll get to tasting when we come back. It's smoking
0: and toasting. You are here for show number two hundred and seventy-six, and don't forget we're going to debunk a few drinking myths. Oh, and I forgot to mention, drinking news is on the way. Our drinking news teaser headline today: Holy crap! Welcome back! It's smoking and toasting show number two hundred and seventy-six. For those of you uh, tuning in, hoping to see Ian, he's not with us this week. But we have uh, sitting in Ian's chair the uh, one and only Mr. Alan Denny. Hi, our, Mom. Our guest uh, co-host. <laughs> see, then that's part of what Ian says. So uh, <laughs> the place where that comes from is that I decided when I when I found out that my my mom, who neither smokes nor drinks nor Hangs out with people that do Except for me Um, When I found out that she knew that the show existed, I was like, well, that's it. We've achieved world-famous status. So that's when we started calling the show the world-famous Smoking and Toasting. So every time I say that, Ian always says, hi, Mom. You yeah. know, so I'm uh, pretty sure she's not watching. She's not interested in what the uh, difference is between the 14-year and the 30-year <laughs> cognac. That's not going to be of interest to her at yeah. all.
1: My, my mom has no interest in smoking, drinking, any of that, so... Where did we come from?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, welcome back to the show. Um, we are holding very nicely uh, apportioned cups of the Gregarious Grump uh, 14-Year Cognac. I see on the bottle, it's 116.4 four proof. So, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, I can tell just from the nose, this is uh, This is going to pack a little bit of a punch. A little
1: bit. Yeah, and what's funny is the 30 is... Uh one hundred and five. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, so this is even more punch than the thirty. Is it? Is because does it mellow over time yeah. in terms of the proof? Is, is that why? This is so
1: fantastic. Okay.
0: So, so is it? Does knowing the thirty? Because I'm starting. I haven't had either one of them. So, does knowing what the is like? Does that make you appreciate the fourteen? Yes. any less? Yeah. So, um,
1: surprise. The me and Chris were in an event, um, and he was pouring it. And I tried the 30 and I was like, oh, you know, angels went off and unicorns were farting and the whole nine yards. (laughs) I love when that happens. And and I was like, oh, this is great. And then so I tried, I think he had the 18 or the 21 or something. Mm -hmm. And I tried it and I was like, oh, this is, this is wow. And then I tried the, the 14 and I was like, this is amazing. It's not the same, but this is amazing. Yeah. And it was, so that's wow. Okay. The appreciation was there.
0: It's kind of like, you know, with tequilas, I have a tendency to always want to go straight to the Añejo or even the Añejo Extra. But there's some very good Reposado and Blanco tequilas out there. It is a different experience, even though I have a tendency to always lean towards the more aged, because I like those notes that the tequila has a tendency to get once it's uh, aged a little further. But
1: Yeah, people tend to forget where the the flavor comes from. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah, you get the the mash bill, but the flavor comes from the barrels
0: from from the aging, from yeah. the whole aging process. Yeah. However, it is aged. aged well. This is incredibly good. Uh, it it definitely packs a punch. Uh, it was distilled, it said in two thousand and seven, bottled in two thousand and twenty one, fully matured in the Cognac region of France. So, did uh, did Chris go over to France and source this? How did how did this come
1: about? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, don't, I can't answer. That. I I I believe so. Yeah uh but i'm not 100 percent. and i believe his sweet little ginger self is out in california right now so uh you, you know we had um docs greg doxakis uh
0: on uh the show last week along with kelsey and i'll i'll uh, get back to that in a minute but um he, of course, gets to go to France because sure. he uh, is... Uh, he knows a thing about Cognac. Yeah. yeah, and I, I actually just like having him on the show just so he can say French words because and, and, he's got the accent. It's, it's it's pretty... I'll tell you what, it's a little sexy. You oh, we oui, oui. yeah. we Oh, Cruz, it's <laughs> so good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. sound it's, like Pepe Le like, Pew. I was going to uh, say, it's much better than that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, but, no, uh, he had... So w- the, we had this great thing that happened on the show last week if you didn't get a chance to see it. And even if you did see the show but didn't see... It's happened almost at the end of the show, which is a good enough reason to watch all the way through if you're going back to it. But uh, Docs uh, with Maison Ferrand and Plantation Rum brought along an intern that's working for them named uh, Kelsey. I,
1: I saw the picture, but y'all yeah. normally y'all say who's on the show, but I never heard anything.
0: I don't even know Kelsey's last name. Docs just introduced her as Kelsey, and <laughs> and uh, and off we went. I suppose I should. Well, I, I guess her last name is Brown. And I'll tell you how I know that because um, we were we were almost done with the show. Uh, I was just hoping that Docs would say a few more things with the French accent uh, before we <laughs> wrapped it up. And uh, Ian chimed in that we'd gotten a very negative um, uh, uh, note on the uh, on the comment feed on. Uh, on Facebook Live, was it Bruce? <laughs> no, <laughs> surprisingly, it wasn't. And Ian's like, we've never gotten a negative comment on here before, and I said, well, we've got negative reviews. Uh, but he goes, no, no, not on the comment feed. And he kept and and he read it, and it was it was a, a comment that it was really terrible what we were doing because we were encouraging people to drink. Uh, and Doc's, of course, jumped on and said, "No, we're not encouraging people to drink. We're encouraging people to drink plantation rum." <laughs> you know? And that was that was his Doc's moment. And then Ian couldn't quite get over it. He was he was he loved it actually that we got a negative comment. So you guys feel free to send negative comments to Ian anytime you want to. But uh, but he kept going back to it. And, go, and he, I said, "Well, who is it?" He says, "The name says Gloria Brown." He's uh, he's like, and he then he kept going. Who is Gloria Brown? Does anybody know Gloria Brown? He asked that several times. My wife was here. She was looking up Gloria Brown on Facebook trying to find, you know, who it might be. And finally, Ian says again, does anybody know Gloria Brown? And Kelsey, the intern, she goes, I didn't want to say, but that's my mom. (laughs) And as it turns out, it really was her mom. And I was like, "Does your mom know what you do for a living?" Right. But uh, turns out she does, and she's not uh, happy about it. She's not real happy about it. Yeah. So, uh, so that was a that was a it was a we all pretty much lost it at that point because it was just so uh, unexpected.
1: You know, it's not like she's slinging
0: malort or something. No,
1: no, no. It's actually good juice. She's but. not going around malorting people.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, if you've never had malort, don't. Congratulations. Yeah, you, you're, um, you won. Well, this is quite good, uh, Alan. This is. Uh, I mean, I, I get that you've got a thirty, but even if you didn't, I'd be I'd be pretty pretty high on this right here.
1: Yeah, the fourteen it's it's uh, it's fantastic. Mm, mm, it mm. really is.
0: It really is. Let me reach into my bag of tricks.
1: The thing that really surprises me about it is, <clears throat> you can you can taste the grapes in this. Oh. Right,
0: it is very grapey. Okay. You're absolutely right, yeah. and that isn't always apparent in a cognac. You know, sometimes the uh, uh, the other notes uh make it taste a little less grapey, but here it is, yeah big big time grapey almost yeah. almost reminds me of a grappa in some yeah. way you know uh, which is very grapey, or at least the ones i 've had are uh i you know we 've never done a grappa on the show, and maybe we should, we should. the 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 few times in my life i 've had grappa uh those were those were Interesting nights. <laughs> I can just say there's something about that stuff that woo. That just uh, that just did me in. Uh, but you know, we'll, uh, once we get Uber on as a sponsor of the show, which I'm thinking they're the perfect sponsor, they right? Won't. Uh, oh, I know they
1: won't. But we we've tried. But to but do they'd be perfect, with though, them, wouldn't yeah. they? Uh, they're, they're missing out by not getting sponsorships with drinking <clears throat> programs, drinking events. I, I
0: realize they don't want to be associated with it, and I know that Uber drivers. Are hesitant sometimes to pick up people who've been drinking because they might throw up in the back of their car, but never do they make any more money than when the bar is closed. I'm telling you, so that is Uber
1: feast time. Not, it, I guess it's related a little bit. You, you, you and your wife a fan of good TV? Yeah, Showtime. Yeah, super pumped. So, I have not seen that. It's the story of Uber. Oh yes, I know about it. I haven't watched it. And, I've got it in my queue actually. And let me tell you what. Super pumped is the great word for it. I mean, it's. did you ever watch Billions? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you watching it now? Uh, I have not seen. I've seen everything except the newest season. Okay. Uh, Even even last season, you know, it kind of went super high, and then it's kind of... Kind of making that curve as a lot of shows do. Mm-hmm. Well, when when they lost
0: Axe, I was like, okay, I won't stop watching it. There's enough good stuff here, but it's definitely going to be hard for him to live on without Axe. I think he was in my mind. I mean, Paul Giamatti's great, but Damian Lewis was the star of yeah. that show. Yeah, you know,
1: I'm a big fan of Maggie Siff because she's a scar smoker. But well,
0: yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, uh, she is. Uh, but anyway, uh, but yes, I, I will definitely watch Super Pump. That does sound like. Uh, uh, something's right up my alley. I've been watching this Inventing Anna show on oh, Netflix.
1: Oh, we—I um, binged it in like a I'm, day. And I'm half.
0: like two episodes away from the end, so don't tell me what happens. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you. I'm might pretty know. sure she goes to prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, right. Let's, let's try some uh, some blonde Ale let's See if you. Oh yeah, if you can do the famous smoking and a toast and can open. That was quite good, Ian. I don't know if you're uh, watching the show or not, but if you are. Your job could be in jeopardy. That Ooh. was really good. And I'm really getting good. a pay raise. <laughs>
1: That's right. Something from nothing is nothing. <laughs> That's right.
0: Uh, well, you know how it is here on uh, Smoking and Toasting. We always try to make sure that our uh, our producer gets some good booze because uh, <clears throat> keeps him from asking for more money. Uh, and we've got
1: two producers, so yeah, making sure well, that— uh, So
0: we've got Doug stepping in who's going to be taking over uh, once Adam moves uh, away from us. And we're, you know, we're still a little pissed with Adam about this, but, you know— you have a beautiful wife and she gets a great job, you gotta you gotta go. You don't wanna
1: you don't wanna do the long distance relationship. Look, that, that doesn't make sense. If Brianna texted me and said, Hey Alan, I'm moving to DC, do you wanna go? <laughs> you would say yes. I go hey Adam, I'm moving in with y'all <laughs> All right, so we are trying, let's show this can to the oh, camera yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are trying
0: this Galveston which camera we uh, Island, right uh, which one do you want to uh, uh, show? That, that looks uh, that one right there, okay. Uh, it's the Galveston, you do that well. You're very Vanna-ish uh, when you do that. <laughs> um, Galveston Island uh, Brewing Company, this is their blonde ale. Uh, it is called Mardi Gras. And uh, what a lot of people don't know is that Galveston has a Mardi Gras celebration as well. People might love that.
1: Well, yeah, a lot of I can't tell. A
0: lot of people only think Mardi Gras happens in New Orleans. They are wrong. Yeah, uh, it happens in Mobile, Alabama, it happens in Galveston, and a lot of other places as well. Now, admittedly, the um, the Galveston celebration isn't as likely to involve enormous Crazy floats from the different uh, crews, as uh, as yeah. what you get in New Orleans. Yeah, it does.
1: But I, I realize it does. It's
0: just yeah. not quite as 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 yeah, it's over the, the top.
1: I I didn't know where other ones were, like Mobile, and then. But I do know Galveston the second largest Mardi Gras celebration right. in the world, mm-hmm. and one of the uh, I don't chairman of the board or heads of it is Tillman. Okay, and well, so there you go. So Jonathan, the uh, Zendadel. Mm-hmm. Uh, attorney, one of the other owners of Galveston Island Cigar Lounge. Uh, Jonathan is friends with Tillman, and he's on that board with him. Mm-hmm. And For as, the, the Mardi Gras board. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. as Mardi Gras gets closer, <clears throat> you see Jonathan less and less right. and less. And I've got some friends that are on different crews down there, and it amazes... The, the parades they put on, pretty spectacular. Pre-
0: yeah, pretty spectacular. And, and definitely, uh, and, and I've not been to one of the Galveston parades, but I have been down in the middle of the... Uh, You know, uh, bead throwing and boob flashing. So that's always fun.
1: You know, that's really going away. It really kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. You know why?
0: Why? Oh, because anybody that does that can be documented.
1: Yeah. You know, back in the day, I can remember when I was in high school, early years of college, we had those Kodak. uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: The instant, uh, instant ones, uh, lo- you had to go down and have them developed, cameras, yeah. and you
1: hoped you got a good shot of a nipple. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you, you know, you'd have some girl... There's,
0: there's our quote for the show. You hoped you got yeah, a good, good shot of a nipple. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and, you know, you're you you, you you're sitting there taking pictures, but now you just put it on video and mm-hmm. you've got yeah. the whole thing. And,
0: yeah, right. you got the and, whole thing and it gets posted. And, yeah, and it's and
1: automatically and... uploaded to the Internet. <laughs> oh, look what I saw 10 seconds after they did it.
0: You're yeah. right. And that has it, – because it used to happen a lot of concerts, too. Yeah. Especially, like, big rock concerts, you know. There'd be, uh, uh, you know – Flashing done from people who are up on the shoulders of someone else. So yeah. everybody. Could, well, now you're right, absolutely right. There's there's hundreds of cameras in, in that Everywhere. are on right now. Sure. Uh, that and and they will all catch you. So you're you're absolutely right. It's. Uh, yeah, that's that's brought a bringing about an end to an American tradition. <laughs> yeah,
1: for real. Well, there's a there's a concert I'm looking forward to this summer. Yeah. Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Joe Siet.
0: I just heard, and, and that's the one that's been rescheduled like five times because well, of COVID, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: I, technically four, I, three, but then I was four, exaggerating, but it you know, has been it, a lot. Yeah. It got rescheduled over and over and over and over again. And Def Leppard just put out new music, too. Yeah. I just heard one of their, uh, I heard a song called Kick the other day, which it, actually wasn't bad. I'm looking forward to ZZ Top's new album. Mm. You know, they recorded something right before, uh, right before Dusty, Dusty was, died, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it was filmed at The Green. In uh, New Bronzeville Wow uh, By the way If you have never
0: seen The ZZ Top documentary Oh you gotta watch you it You gotta watch oh, it. it I believe it's on it's Netflix. Netflix Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's definitely worth uh, Definitely worth watching So uh, so in, in the meantime We're kind of sipping away At this uh, Mardi Gras Blonde Ale From Galveston Island uh, Brewing What are
1: your thoughts on this Alan? Oh it's fantastic It's light
0: Very drinkable
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean this is We had the uh, The St. Arnold's What's the H-Town Earlier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the that, show beer, yeah, that's definitely uh, uh, when it's hot outside and that's ice cold. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good. This is really good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of digging it myself. It's a, so, it, it
0: goes down very easy. Um, does it say what the ABV is on the can? I'm mm. I'm assuming that it's fairly low. Five point two. Five point two. Well, that's more than I actually expected, but uh, but it goes down very easy. It's very refreshing, and it. It reminds me of the fact that just because a beer is not a big beer, doesn't mean it has to be flavorless, uh, or or that it has to taste like a, a, a Bud Light. Uh, it it's just uh, this would just absolutely blow away any mega beer oh. for the same you know yeah, intensity, 100%. the same ABV, the same um, the same price really, because uh, it's not an expensive so, one. I think it was So a $2. close $2. your 10. eyes
1: before you take this sip. And this is what I get off this beer mm-hmm. on the on the back end and on the nose. I get butter, yes, and, and I get a combination of Ritz crackers and Club crackers, all of which are very back. buttery. Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah. So I like it, Captain's Wafers. Yeah. Mm. I love going to those old school steakhouses where they have the little basket of captain's wafers. Oh, me too. And while you're Not waiting me, for your them. salad to come, you're just unwrapping like 9 of those things. You so were cheaper wavers. off bringing me bread. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. absolutely right. <laughs> uh well this is quite good and uh, I enjoyed it uh as a uh, a compliment of sorts to the Gregarious Grump. So we will take a break and when we come back, uh we're going to go uh for a little of the 30 plus we will uh we will get ready for our next beer as well. But we'll do just the 30 uh, next, this is the 30-year Gregarious Grump Cognac. And he hasn't given it like a, an additional name. It's just Gregarious Grump just Cognac, Gregarious right? Grump? yeah. Yeah, all right. So well. this, is,
1: this is almost as good as the can.
0: Ooh, very nicely done. Somewhere Ian felt a cold shiver <laughs> run down his spine. Uh, it's Smoking and Toasting. We'll be right back. Uh, show number 276. Welcome back! It's smoking and toasting, show number two hundred and seventy-six. We are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And uh, there's a new list on uh, Thrillist of the ten best spring beers. They are uh, primarily uh, saisons and pilsners. And uh, see, even when I say saison, it doesn't have that same. If Docs were here and said saisons, saisons. it would sound. It would sound really good. All we can do is uh, is is try. I want to read you a few of the uh, beers mentioned on Thrillist. If you're in the mood for spring and ready to get your spring on, uh, they suggest Industrial Arts Spring Landscape uh, from Industrial Arts Brewing in uh, Garnersville, New York. Uh, they have become a, cra- a household name in some of the craft beer community, and they do a lot of IPAs and DPAs, but despite their notoriety for that, the brewery is much more than just a hop focus operation As evidenced by this year's Spring release in the landscape series It's a Helles Bach And it is called Spring Landscape So look for that, Industrial Arts uh, Woven Water Brewing Anomaly uh, Has released a uh, 5.2 ABV beer They are out of Tampa, Florida And uh, this is a hoppy lager Brewed with malted oats To help flesh out the beer's body And provide a creamier mouthfeel uh, Drowned Lands Gatherhouse. So far, by the way, these are all beers I have not heard Never. of so I'm really excited to be uh, looking for these uh, This is out of Warwick, New York uh, Drowned Lands uh, strikes a perfect landing, they say With their take on a historically Belgian beer Maintaining both a refreshing uh, flavor profile That's still rich, full-bodied, and creamy on the palate Back Home Beers New Day IPA from Brooklyn, uh, New York Is an IPA at 6.5 They're saying it's a wonderful spring IPA from Chicago, Illinois, Dovetail Brewing, their Dovetail Maybach. uh Is it Maybach or Maybach? Maybach. You, say it again? Maybach. Maybach. Okay. I was right the first time. Maybach. Uh And then Saison DuPont, uh, which is out of Belgium. And uh, the Schilling Carlov 13 out of Littleton, New Hampshire. It is uh, definitely not a hazy IPA, which is what they are best known for there. But it's a toasty, malt-driven flavor profile that brings up hints of freshly baked rye bread, but manages to stay crisp and refreshing. And then there's, um, I just like this name, Humble Sea Deep. Fog, D-E-E-E-E-P. d e e e e e p, Fog, yeah. Fog. Uh, it is a uh, foggy uh, double IPA, a very dense atmospheric soup. And then finally, the 18th Street Brewery's Best Patio Pills out of Hammond, Indiana. So uh, just some names you might want to start uh, looking for at your favorite uh, beer shop. They did uh, not
1: list my favorite. Beer. And what is your favorite spring beer? So I'm a Yangling guy. Yeah? I always have been, and hard to get for a long time. hmm but have you had the Yangling Pilsner? I don't know if I've had the Pilsner. So the I've only, had the Yangling and the Yangling Light. You, I've had both of the those. The only place I know to get the Yangling Pilsner, there's two places. One, HEB. Oh, they do have the it. The HEB in League City on 646, and I know the HEB and Friendswood both have it. Okay. Uh, so you've got to go to the big HEBs. Right. And then because I requested it, Galveston, uh, or Economy Liquor in on the West End <laughs> in Galveston. And the reason <clears> they <throat> brought it in, so buddy of mine, we were talking about him before the show, Doug Meisinger. Mm -hmm. So Doug opened up a place in Kima called the Vinyl Draft Social Club. Mm -hmm. It is a private members club, steaks, great whiskey selection, and cigars. Nice. All under one roof. Nice. And uh, it's out in Kima, so check it out. But because I'm a member there and I wanted... (coughs) Yangling Pilsner. He made sure to get with Travis to make sure tra- Travis brought See, it in. So it
0: tells you something about my guest co-host that when he asks a, uh, uh, a liquor store if they wouldn't mind stocking something, they are only too happy to comply. Yeah,
1: because yeah. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, exactly. you know if they, if they if they keep it, I'm I'm going to buy it.
0: Uh, I love um, Saint Arnold's uh, Springbok. Yeah, it's that, really that, good that they, that they put out. I, I, I think that's just a wonderful beer, and I look forward to it every year. In fact, it should be should be hitting the shelves about now.
1: The, the one thing that scares me about that list is it's the same thing. It's a, a problem all of us that are craft beer connoisseurs run into I'm willing to bet five, at least five of the ten on that list we can't buy. Right, but there may be
0: people uh, that are listening to the show in other areas. Of course, that can find it, so they can't get. That's why we put those out. Right, and we talk about St. Arnold all the time, Mm -hmm. and uh, I can't get St. Arnold. You can't get St. Arnold outside of Texas. But I, I, I promise you this: anybody that wants to contact us and do a beer swap of stuff that oh. we can't get from your area, we'll send you some of the greatest Texas beers, and there's some great there ones. There are some good beers Yeah, here. so we'll do a beer swap. We're always up for that. All right, you've teased me about how good this is. This is the Gregarious Grump uh, 30, uh, the cognac, the 30-year cognac. The
1: nose is fantastic. It really is. It. The nose just starts, and it never, never gets bad.
0: It's a very different nose from Oh, the 14, completely! isn't it? Yeah, it's just completely. Yeah. It almost promises to be even smoother.
1: And uh, uh, Wade Woodard's favorite word. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to say, wow. Yeah. It's fantastic. That is
0: just complex and wonderful. Yeah.
1: And you wouldn't believe how many people I've turned on to this. Here, have a little sink. Guys that are, they either have a really good palate with whiskey or they appreciate good cognacs and armagnacs, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll let try it. If you're a guy that comes in and drinks Jack and Coat, stop looking at my bottle. Right, because <laughs> it's, it's, it,
0: be, it's not something that you're going to be likely correct. to really uh, enjoy and, and get the fullness out yeah. of because because of where your palate is. But, um, wow, that is just just—that is sensational. It really is. And is this about $150? 150 $150,
1: yeah. Wow.
0: So this is something I would put on that that sort of super premium level with the um you know the 25 year um uh Flor de Canya yeah uh the uh the tequila from uh, Jose Cuervo the Reserva de la Familia all in the same general price range and this this definitely hits right up there with yeah, those yeah i i
1: like mm. the the Cuervo uh de la Familia that is my favorite tequila of all time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can I say it's better or worse than this? No, but it's in the ballpark with
0: this. Right. This, this is. is in the discussion. Yeah. It's 100%. definitely in that discussion. 100%. Uh, it's really, really good. I'm going to just uh, <clears throat> savor and nurture this while we take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we have uh, more beers to taste. We are going to jump into something that I've been actually really excited about, uh, about sampling, and that is the. Uh, Lagunitas Unrefined Sugar. It's a strong ale with whole cane sugar. And we have, of course, our walking stick uh, 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 bourbon to taste. And we have, um, well, Drinking News is also on Uh. before long. So we'll look forward to that. It's Smoking and Toasting, show number 276. And we will be right back. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. We are the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And we are now in the black, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, apparently, <laughs> during the break, our producer, uh, Adam, on the wheels of steel, just told me that... Um, we just made 50 cents on Facebook. They, you know, they have that thing now where you can buy stars and then award stars to your favorite posters or, or people doing videos or whatever. Somebody Thank just gave you, us, Curtis
1: Brown. Somebody just
0: gave us 50 stars. We are 50 cents in the black today. Curtis, so if you
1: come to the store on Monday when we're filming, <laughs> uh, I will give you a pour of this 30-year if you want to try it. I'll have wow. it
0: Wow. Wow. There you go.
1: Yeah. Galveston Island Cigar Lounge. Galveston Island Cigar Lounge. Fantastic. And we'll be there
0: next week. Yeah. So. Uh, Everybody should
1: come show up, uh, Ian and Cruz will be signing autographs. <laughs> you do have to bring your own memorabilia. Uh, I will forge chris hart 's signature on bottles okay that 's good that 's good to know
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah people should definitely come and visit so uh, there are a number of myths about booze that have gained popularity over the years. And they just aren't true, so we're gonna be mythbusters today, along with a uh, great story that came out on Vinepear, which is an awesome website by the way, so like Buzzfeed if you don't, if you don't uh, it kind of is except uh, <laughs> except not um, and no, but I spent some time on BuzzFeed too uh, and uh, yeah, people are talking about um. People are talking about drinking myths, and I'm losing my mind. You know, that's yeah. how all the BuzzFeed uh, headlines are. Man. You know, something's happening, and I can't believe it. New um, video of Chris Tucker's come out. It was from
1: 2010.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Uh,
1: I love how they have, uh, have slowed down that slap uh, from the Oscars so many times. Yeah. The, the best thing I've seen, and I don't want to dwell on it because whether it was real or not, I don't know, but the best thing I've seen. I didn't even know the Oscars were on until Will Smith hit Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's for
0: sure. Um, so let's look at some of these uh, drinking myths and expose them for the myths that they are. Thanks to VinePair, which is uh, again a fine, uh, uh, a fine uh, website. You know, we've all heard these these myths that you know parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles take uh, is, tell us if you keep making that face, it'll stick like that. You know, those those kind of things uh, can't go in the water uh, after, after after you eating eat for so yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've all heard this uh, sort of scary advice, but when it comes to drinking, let's debunk some of these right now. There is no such thing. As beer before liquor never sicker. You've heard that before, oh, right? Yeah. If you have beer before you have your liquor, you're gonna you're gonna uh, get sick. But beer before liquor, liquor before beer. Either way, drink enough you're of either jump. in any order, and you will be sick. Yeah. If you uh, if you moderate, you'll be fine. Yeah. But taking having the beer first does not. Impact that. So yeah. that's that myth. Consider that myth debunked. Now, this one, this one I'm really happy to debunk. Booze does not kill brain cells. Really? Booze is not a brain cell assassin, despite the fact that basically no one on earth has ever danced on the bar sober or, or well. Uh, the explanation is not alcohol has assassinated their brain cells. Booze will not kill your brain cells, though it absolutely will damage your dendrites. And no, those aren't tooth-related neurons. They're responsible for picking up information from neighboring neurons and transferring that information to the cell body, also known as the soma. Basically, dendrites are gateways of information. So when your brain is trying to tell you, you know, don't coyote ugly this, and then you go ahead and coyote ugly it, you know why. Booze has not killed your brain cells. It's it's your brain. Cruise, I love you. Yeah, yeah, I exactly, exactly. Uh, the cheaper the wine, the worse the hangover.
1: Absolutely false. Absolutely, absolutely false.
0: Falls. Yep. If uh, if you think you got that massive crushing hang- hangover from drinking six glasses of cheap wine from a bottle with a stiletto on the label, nope, you got that hangover from uh, the way your body metabolizes yeah. alcohol and sugar. And yeah, that's it, just it. it's
1: usually the sugars that mm-hmm. give you the bad hangover. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, my ex-wife used to uh, like to make sangria and uh, real sangria? Yeah. So oh, so goodness. she uh, would go to the liquor store to buy the cheap red wine in the big yeah. jugs because that's what you want when you're making sangria and this is this is just, this is absolutely true. She felt like she had to tell the checkout clerk that she was making sangria so they wouldn't Did think they she her? was taking this big bottle of wine home uh, and and had really bad taste in wine. Did she not realize You're still going home to drink cheap
1: wine. Yeah, you absolutely are. You're just going to add fruit to it. That's right.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of things she didn't realize. As if that makes it better. There are a lot of things she didn't realize. Uh, Greasy food
1: does not cure hangovers. Well, nothing cures hangover time. Yeah. That's not entirely true. It just makes you feel better. There's something in it. Come on, who hasn't at two o'clock in the morning stopped by Jack in the Box and gotten Jack in the Box tacos? (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's true. Those, Those tacos are. That's just a fact of life yeah. for, uh, for after the club. Yeah, 100%. Just a fact of life. Uh, and and uh, you know, people in other uh, states won't understand this, but Taco Cabana is also Man, a perfect thing to go for. In the and, 90s, and in the
1: north, they do White Castle. Yeah, which yeah. we don't have. If in the 90s, somebody had put a Jack in the Box on one side and a Taco Cabana on the other of numbers...
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, way. they would have
1: made a fortune Oh, They would have
0: killed it, at least from one <laughs> thirty to 2.30 yeah, in the morning Absolutely, they do say it's good to eat some food before drinking well, It sure. doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to make the paper bag all oily, uh, you are less likely to get a hangover that way because even though alcohol acts like a, uh, a hot girl on a club line shoving its way into the bloodstream slash nightclub in front of anything else that wants to be digested you will have some mitigating protein and calories in your uh, system if you have some food before you start drinking. So that's uh, greasy food after the drinking, however, will do absolutely nothing. The alcohol has already been absorbed. just makes uh, you feel better. You may better. make yourself, well, uh, depending on what you actually eat, yeah, it may or may true. not make you feel better. Um, this, the belly, isn't from beer. You always say, well, if you drink too much beer, you're going to get the beer, beer belly. Uh, drink enough beer, you will get a gut, but not because the beer has some sort of special access to your stomach. Uh, Because beer's high in calories and lower in uh, ABV than most alcoholic beverages, uh, you generally will drink more beer if you're looking for a buzz and uh, that can contribute to the beer belly. But it isn't really a beer belly. Beer doesn't have any secret access code to that part of your body. It just adds to the overall calories that you can Tell my stomach that. Exactly. Uh, And uh, there ain't no seal to break uh, let me explain this one. You've been drinking, you're tipsy, best euphemism ever, right? And you uh, you finally go to the bathroom. Uh, then, now that you finally go, you've broken the seal. Have you heard this before? And I go every twenty minutes, yeah, or Okay. Less. Uh, or wait, you absolutely didn't. First of all, the concept of a seal is a little bit creepy, uh, but also in terms of science, and there is some sciencey stuff to booze. Uh, the reason that you keep peeing isn't because you finally went. It's just because you've been drinking lots of liquids. That's it, and and we all drink water in between, so it just makes us want to pee of more. Of course, we do. Yes, nightcap ain't the right cap. Uh, is our final, uh, <laughs> yeah. We've already copyrighted that uh, at VinePair. They say, in case you're wondering, uh, but why the whole a drink will send me into a deep restful. Uh, uh Dreamland is a total lie. Booze can actually help healthy people fall asleep quicker and sleep more deeply for a while for WebMD. Uh, everyone's favorite, you know, what is this weird rash panic site? Yeah. Uh, but uh, it actually reduces REM sleep, uh, which is not when you fall asleep with losing my religion plan in your head. Uh, rapid eye movement sleep is kind of, uh, uh, it, it's the real Restful, deep, sleep. Deep, uh, deep sleep. Uh, if you lose your uh, REM or REM, you lose your rest, uh, and uh, that is basically it. So so drinking for a nightcap to put you to sleep, not necessarily um, – that doesn't necessarily work like you think it
1: does. But if I drink enough all night long, mm-hmm. when I – get to go to sleep i don't need a
0: night there you go see that's that's the that's the common sense that needs to be applied to all of these yeah. things common sense is important especially yeah. when you're drinking uh so now we've debunked some uh, drinking myths now it's time to drink let's try some uh, lagunitas that's here this is uh
1: unrefined sugar i was looking at the apv on that yeah this suck like a 10 yeah it's
0: uh, it's very interesting it's unrefined sugar strong ale with whole cane sugar and 10% ABV, that was
1: disappointing. It didn't it have much of a pop. It
0: wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But here, I'll teach you a secret. Though, hand me the bottle cap. When, the secret to the sound effect uh-huh. is that once you pop it off of the bottle, uh-huh. you, you do this.
2: Oh, uh, okay. And you get that extra little, okay. uh, extra
0: little bottle cap okay. sound. Yeah. Uh, So, but thank you for, you know, normally Ian does the pours here, so I appreciate you uh, stepping in and doing this here. And I'm very proud, by the way, of my La Paulina Cigars um, uh, bottle opener here. That's uh, pretty cool. We also have the Smoking and Toasting bottle openers, but I forgot to bring one. So, La Palina, it is. All right. Oh, careful there. I didn't spill it. And nice job, by the way. Uh, So, this is... Lagunitas refined, unrefined sugar. It's a strong ale brewed with whole cane sugar. It's got the little dog with the pipe in his mouth and uh, a strong ale. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what
1: makes something a strong ale by style. There probably is no definition of that other than them saying it's a strong ale.
0: Mm-hmm, probably so. Uh, I don't see anything on here other than uh, uh, alcohol 10% by volume and life is uncertain. Don't sip. Man, I'm going to tell
1: you what, the nose on this is yeah. fantastic.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy, it really does. Now, it's very interesting. I like Lagunitas very much as a brewery, and they are uh, completely unafraid to try in- new and interesting and different uh, styles of beer.
1: You're right. Love the nose. That's new and interesting. Mm, what's your take on it? Do you like it? Um, it's it's like they made an IPA with raw cane sugar. <laughs> I don't I don't get ale out of this at all well
0: uh twelve fluid ounces of malt hops yeast water, and cane sugar is what it says I get all of those things here and and you can definitely tell it's
1: high a b v oh yeah it's, it's a little boozy but uh especially on the finish this is this is one even. I could drink this. Mm-hmm. This isn't. Uh, it's not an IPA. Uh, it's no. Not it's definitely
0: not for me. Uh, I, I do think Ian would like this. This seems to. This seems to match his palate pretty. This
1: nicely. would. Uh, we've had it out of the ice chest now for about ten minutes, fifteen mm-hmm. minutes, and this is something I would have to drink ice cold. Yeah. For me to be really happy about drinking this, it would have to be ice cold.
0: I I th- I think it's really good. It's. Uh, uh, what's interesting to me about it, and it took a few sips before I really noticed this, but. After the finish, you kind of get this uh, on your tongue, the back of your tongue and on your palate, You get almost like the the feeling that you'd sucked on a piece of sugar cane. Yeah. You know, I, just I that can, real I get, sugary but
1: not processed sugar. I get burnt brown sugar.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's a maltiness to it as well. It's definitely got hops. Yeah, oh, no yeah. question. Oh, it's hoppy. But it, there's a maltiness to it as well. That's kind of a little bit under the surface. That's a little bit of where that that burnt brown sugar yeah. uh, vibe comes from that you were talking about. Uh, like
1: maybe 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 burnt brown sugar maybe charred sugar cane like you put some sugar cane on the grill mm, mm. let it burn up let it crystallize just a little bit and then eat that sugar cane that sounds like a great idea by the way yeah oh <laughs> my to gosh try that. so my wife mm-hmm. uh she cooked barbecue chicken on the grill mm-hmm. the other night and she took pineapple spears Ooh. and they were in coconut water yeah ah, i'm liking and it she, already then she took them out of the coconut water and threw them on the grill
0: Good stuff, huh? Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Um, I, I, so I mentioned earlier that I was going to ask you this: um, What's your favorite cigar that you've smoked in the last month or so? Uh, being being at a place like Galveston Island Cigar Rough. Lounge, you you get the opportunity to try you know a lot, quite a stuff, quite yeah. a bit of stuff, right? So Post what ha- anything, coming in? Anything has struck you that you've uh, been uh, been given or uh,
1: pulled out of the humidor yourself? So yeah, there's uh, so my favorite cigar in our humidor. I have two. <clears throat> they're they're both price point conscious. Mm-hmm. If if I want under ten dollars, my favorite cigar in the humidor is the Oscar Barberpole twenty twelve. The Barberpole, really? Yeah, I yeah. love that cigar. And Ian just talked about that cigar a few weeks ago. I absolutely love that cigar. I've got guys that buy it by the box. And somebody comes in and you know what are, what's your favorite? Well, the Oscar Barberpole twenty twelve. That's only nine ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to rip you off. Now, if, <laughs> if any money's, cigar, no, object, money's yeah. no object. In my humidor, it's the HMO 175. Oh. Yeah, see the look by your face. How how can you go wrong with that cigar? Again, AJ Fernandez. Yeah, you can It's expensive. It's it's yeah. gone up. It's uh, it's either 19.99 now or 21. It I mean, was up like a 17, right? Yeah, yeah, but that yeah. was three years ago when it for two or three years ago when it first came out, and so everything. Every cigar company had price increases um, a couple of months ago, yeah, yeah, after the happens. first of the year. Mm-hmm. And some cigars went up as little as 5%, so you're talking, might be 20, 25 cents a stick. Some of them went up 2, 3, Padrone went up considerably. Yeah, did they do kind of a skelly? Just like just
0: boom, they went no, from... No, nothing
1: uh, outrageous. The more expensive the cigar, obviously, at a, at a mm-hmm. same type of price. Price right, increase, scale, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. They, you know, so you had like the the HM one seventy five that went from I think it was seventeen ninety nine, mm. it went to nineteen ninety nine. Wow, um, Padrones it's still worth it, guys. Yeah, it's still 100%, worth it, one hundred percent. But I actually got to try something that I had never had before, and it was absolutely fantastic. So, friend of mine, uh, Chris and uh, Carrie Pretoris. Pretorius, Pretorius. Uh, she is the manager at the Republic Humidor in New Bronzeville. Mm. Great little cigar shop right there in the green, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris is in the military, and they came down for their anniversary last weekend. And Chris gave me a deliverance from... Um, not sure if it's Black Works or Black Label Trading. They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, fantastic. You well, talk yeah. about just... In your face, full-bodied, the Maduro on it. I'm not actually even sure if it was Connecticut Broadleaf or if it was Mexican San Andreas, mm-hmm. but it had all the. No matter which it was, and I really couldn't tell. It had all that sweetness that you get from a Maduro, mm-hmm. but it. You talk about full flavor powerhouse, punch. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It, it was a powerhouse. Love it. I, you know, the
0: the punch that I uh, talked about earlier in the show is actually the, the most powerful cigar that I've had in a while. My sweet spot is usually medium to full, like right in that middle zone between what you call medium and what you call full. But uh, but uh, it, was, it was a
1: lot of fun having something that big for a change. You yeah. Know? So you want some bad news? Okay. You're not going to like this. Okay. E.P. Carrillo. Yeah. I'm fans... I'm friends, they're mm-hmm. family. Love it. Have eliminated the ringmaster. Why? So Ernesto did what I think is very smart. Yeah. He took his top-selling lines.
0: This isn't like Trump saying Putin's smart, is it? No, no no, 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 <laughs> okay. no,
1: no, Okay, good. He took his top-selling lines Ooh. and got rid of everything else.
0: So he only kept. The best, the best sellers in the company.
1: And it makes sense because a lot of the so Ringmaster and I'm I'm exaggerating or I'm just kinda Ian was
0: a big fan of the Ringmaster. Yeah,
1: I was too. Maybe maybe he's only selling it to thirty shops nationwide. Right. And maybe those thirty shops are each buying ten boxes and they're selling it like hotcakes. But when you only have thirty shops buying it, you can't continue to use it. Sure. He went from when I was with the company, a price sheet that was very small print, two sides, back to mm-hmm. back front and back, to one side that's not that big a print and it's not full thing, so of course, they kept Lost Story and Encore and um Pledge. They kept the inch, but they eliminated one um blend of the inch, eliminated yeah. a size and all the inch. They kept Dusk, New Wave, Connecticut. That might be it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm forgetting something. But well, as long as they don't stop making the encore, because they'll, holy they'll cow, never. Holy cow, that's a good cigar. That, encore and Pledge are cash cows. Yeah, you yeah, know, is terrific I too. I bet that those two cigars are half of the company sales. I
0: still remember um, when we went to. It was during the middle of the pandemic, so first time any of us had gone out to do anything. We, uh, you and uh, your wife, and Ian, and his wife, my wife, and I, we. Went in together on one of those oh, Tinted tables yeah, at the Bill Burr fantastic. concert And it was so much fun being out And of course it was outdoors Everybody had the masks on But yep. you were also kind of sectioned in with just your people yeah. And uh, the they would bring around uh, Drinks and stuff But you brought uh, some pledge. It was on I brought encores. Pledges? encores. You brought Encores. I, Man, thought, I,
1: I might have brought pledges. But I, I thought, thought it, it was, was a pledge, but wow. I been.
0: That was so much fun just standing out there, listening to the comics, yeah. smoking that wonderful cigar. It's just, that's a special kind of burned in my brain memory. Yeah,
1: and you know, there's something about. Uh, you, me, Ian, our wives, we're all fans of comedy. We all love mm-hmm. stand-up. And it's its great to go out to the improv and see a show. And you know the show that they're doing tonight is the same show they're doing in Oklahoma City next weekend and <laughs> Dallas and <laughs> yes. Tulsa. But Bill Burr, when he was doing it, you knew he'd done some research on Houston. Because oh, he yeah. was talking about the Pierce Elevated right uh-huh, there and yeah. traffic and talking about 45. So and who, he's going to
0: customize wherever he is the same way. And, yeah. and that's cool. I,
1: yeah. I, I There's something hometowny about that yeah. it was kind of yeah. it yeah. was kind of fun yeah.
0: and it's not just token like like the most token i ever can remember is i saw Loverboy boy perform once years ago in san antonio and i still remember mike reno you know after the second or third song when the band finally stops to catch their breath for a second and he's holding the mic he's like good evening San Antonio, like uh, he totally didn't dead, even no clue know where he was. was. Somebody off stage had to mouth it to him. Yeah, right. Exactly. And <laughs> we're going
1: to the Lake Walk, oh River Walk tonight. Right,
0: exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. It is uh, about to be whiskey time. It is about to be drinking news time, and we're going to try some of this walking stick if we uh, if we think we can do it. So, and I think we can do it. It's smoking and toasting. We'll be right back. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Beginning. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, show number 276. We're all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Alan Denny is my guest uh, co-host this week. Uh, Ian is out of town. He will be back next week. And next week, we will be uh, on remote location nice. at Mr. Denny's uh, fine establishment. We can in smoke on the it's show. It's going to be exciting. Yes, always enjoy when we do finally get to smoke on the show. Uh, we do plenty of drinking on the show here in the uh, in the confines of the studio, but obviously we can't smoke here So, um, so we will uh, be looking forward To smoking and I hope you'll uh, Set aside a couple of good things for me And put them on my tab Oh we'll have some stuff Alright that'll be good Alright uh, time ladies and gentlemen For what has become one of the most popular uh, Segments on the program For completely inexplicable reasons It's time for Drinking News Illustrious Chris Morris, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I, I'm With pretty drinking sure news. y'all reincarnated uh, Johnny Cash. I'm, I'm
0: pretty sure we did. I was thinking, Adam, and I know Adam's got so much on his plate right now, but wouldn't it be great if you could take a whole bunch of the Drinking News photos that we've used during the different uh, segments and uh, and make a montage of them to that song it would be kind of like a video kind of like the opening you know where we do the uh, montage of different it would just be funny to see all of the you know mug shots and oh yeah kangaroos and alligators <laughs> and uh, all the various things that have make up the uh, the drinking news uh, <laughs> uh, photos that we like to post for those of you who watch the show on youtube or on facebook well today's drinking news story explores the incredible powers Of poop. We all know that in the cycle of nature, in the circle of life, if you will, that poop is a naturally, actually, life-giving substance. I mean, sure, it smells bad. And in the case of some people, it smells even worse than others. But uh, the fact is that it is an essential part of the building blocks of life. We were surprised to learn that there is actually something called the Bristol Stool Scale... And it describes in detail the seven different kinds of poop. We will spare you the rather intense description of each of the seven types. uh, But if you're curious, you can look it up on Wikipedia, where, as it's always important for us to remind you, everything you read is true. If it's on Wikipedia, it's fact. Clang.
1: Not really. But I need more liquor
0: yeah. <laughs> But yes, you can find the uh, Bristol Stool Scale on Wikipedia If you are so inclined, look it up You'll thank me later You won't thank me later Without poop, crops wouldn't grow And we'd all get hungry Unable to create poop And the cycle itself would collapse So uh, poop is very important And in addition to those scientific reasons Why poop is actually a good thing Even though we may not think of it that way One lesser-known quality of the turd is its superpower ability to fight crime. I will explain. A Florida man (laughs) (laughs) was brought down by dung this week, convicted by crap, done in by duty. And in this case, it was the lowly dog turd that did it. 62-year-old William Carroll of Florida because Florida, uh, decided to rob a woman who was out walking her dog on Monday night. The woman's pup had stopped in a stairway to poop at a residence near the 2900 block of Northeast 7th Avenue in Miami. And as the woman stepped down to pick up the poop, Carol approached her from behind, pushed her against a wall, and then pulled out a knife and started to strangle her, according to police reports. Uh, Carol tried to take off her watch and bracelets, but only managed to take her book bag and a bag containing her wallet and credit cards, according to the police report. A witness says they saw Carol robbing the woman and screamed that he was going to call the police, the report said, but Carol just yelled at him to shut up. By the way, don't just scream you're going to call the police. Call Call the freaking police. police. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're there for, right? Uh, Anyway, the woman, during this altercation, using the only weapon available to her at that time attempted to resist by using the poop as a deterrent. Uh, she just bent down to pick it up, right? And while it didn't stop Carol from robbing her, it turned out to be very important because when police caught up with him, Carol, of course, denied that he had anything to do with it. He said he hadn't robbed the woman, and he didn't even know what they were talking about. Police, however, were able to positively link him to the crime thanks to the big brown poop stain on his shirt. (laughs) So the next time you crinkle up your nose because one of your buddies came over to your house and destroyed your bathroom by dropping a big deuce in your toilet and then claiming that it wasn't him, remember that the woman and her dog in Miami will have justice and her things back thanks to the wonderful powers of waste. We're considering commemorating this event with a special Drinking News t-shirt using the slogan, Crap Catches Crooks, or maybe Don't Do the Duty If You Can't Do the Time. Or uh, maybe just the word craptastic. Let us know if you'd buy any of those. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll put them together. Adam, edit all of those out. <laughs> Reporting from Florida, where it smells a little funny. My name's Cruz, and that is your drinking news. Thank you very much. Wow. Uh, have you poured us whiskey here, my friend? I have
1: poured. We need more. We, uh,
0: <laughs> that's a true story. That was in the, new, that was uh, in the man, news this week. Man, there's
1: not a doubt in my mind that it's if true. If you
0: Google... Florida man poop.
1: It'll be the first story that comes up. You ever you ever just Google Florida man in your birthday? Oh, I didn't I haven't done that with my yeah, birthday. And so every every you know, whatever day and month <laughs> yep. you'll find something that happened on... So,
0: to commemorate your birthday, your birthday with a Florida yeah. man story. Yeah. yeah, it always... Some of the Florida man stories I find are, are very disturbing, but not not in a humorous way. Yeah, so some, and some of them are those. absolutely hilarious. Right, right. And some of them are just, these people are stupid. Alright, so let's talk walking stick
1: uh, bourbon here. Uh, you were examining the bottle, uh, Alan,
0: what did you find?
1: So, a funny story, it says... Uh, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey on it, mm-hmm. and but on the back it says bottled by the founder's company, Louisville, Kentucky. And I said, well, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. It would have said distilled. And then I realized it said Kentucky uh, straight, bourbon, straight whiskey. bourbon whiskey. So really. I was like, so who actually makes it? Why isn't the founders whoever that's saying they distill it? Mm-hmm. So I looked it up. It's a Sazerac product. Okay. And it's made at the Barton uh seventeen ninety two distillery. Okay. So no wonder it tastes like Blanton's. Yeah, well, this could be a good <laughs> thing, right? I mean Blanton's can be hard
0: to find. It's yeah. still allocated everywhere. Yeah. I mean well, we haven't tasted it yet, but uh but it
1: could be this could be a good thing. Well, I I mean it's a it's a it's a light nose right off yeah, the rip. Light nose, little caramel? But Blanton's is too. Blanton's doesn't have a full That's true. That is not better than Blanton's. No.
0: Definitely not better than Blanton's. I'm I'm trying to to think I'm trying to recall Blanton's and see if it compares. Mm Because I'm I'm not getting Blanton's from this.
1: No, Blanton. This is um, I'm trying to think of the word. This is smushed. I I I can't this is this is other flavors smushed into something impacted. I, I I don't even know. It's, it's not, an interesting
0: visual you're getting. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm not getting vanilla. I'm not getting caramel. I'm not getting bananas, but I'm I getting get a little hints, a little bit of cinnamon of, of, of those. Yeah, I even get a little star anise off of it. Hmm. It. I will say it. it ninety proof. You said it was about forty dollars a bottle. About forty. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a bad. Bourbon at $40 a bottle at all. Uh, But I will tell you, uh, if you're thinking, because Saz makes it and it's made at the Barton 1792 Distillery, if you're thinking you could grab a bottle of this and pour it into your empty Blanton's bottle and confuse (laughs) your friends, (laughs) uh, they would know the difference. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like you said, it is not bad. And it's not even... I wouldn't even say it's not worth the forty. It's probably probably is worth the forty. Yeah. Um, Although I would still like if you can if you can find it, I'd still go
1: Buffalo Trace over this. I, I would definitely do the uh, uh, Weller Special Reserve mm-hmm. over this at thirty two dollars a bottle,
0: or even the Slain Irish whiskey. We
1: had some of that. Yeah, Slain's our- good. I, I'm a so. I never was for a long time. My grandparents were, and I was like, "eh." Irish? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> and then, Sorry. and then, seeing Wade talk about it, I got onto it, and now, Wild Turkey One Hundred One is my daily supper. I keep bottles at home. There's bottles at the shop. It's hard to go wrong, and it's inexpensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. thirty bucks for, or not even that much, but for big bottle, and it's great. Every time you drink it, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not bad.
0: It's not 30-year-old uh, Gregarious Grump Cognac, that's for sure. Well, I mean, they can't all be Chris Hart. <laughs> See, you thought you were done promoting Chris Hart? Oh, and, that uh, wasn't promoting Chris oh. Hart.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need to have Chris back on the show. It's actually no, been too long since I've got to be a
1: show. couple of shows ahead of him. Uh, I think you, you are, just, are by now. You just need to keep think, Chris Hart. I think you are by now. Keep Chris Hart! Out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh,
0: <man. laughs> so, I just think it's so interesting. There's so much crazy stuff going on the uh, going on in the country and in the world. We're coming out of, uh, you know, uh, hopefully coming out of a pandemic, unless it spikes again. I know it has in Europe. Wait, uh, hold on. Uh,
1: pandemic? What are
0: you talking uh, about? Exactly. Uh, that, uh, I'm just saying... We've gotten to the end of that. We've got a war going on in Ukraine. Yeah, okay. I heard about Ukraine. Yeah. I haven't heard about You haven't heard anything any, about the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. quite well, a while. Well, uh, yeah, it it kind of disappeared from the news coverage when hmm. Ukraine happened. I wonder what. And now all anybody's talking about is Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Yeah. It's like, it's like, There's still a war in Ukraine? Yeah, I think so. But did you see the Oscars?
1: I tell you what, it's instant gratification. This, yeah. the, our news cycle is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah,
0: and it just makes you wonder what will be next. Yeah. You know? What will be next? Uh, Because everything—I know you were joking about the pandemic because it seemed like that's all that was in the news for for so long. And then all of a sudden here came Ukraine and and Russia. And then Ukraine and Russia have disappeared a bit for the last couple of days because of the slap. Yeah, apparently— Slapgate uh, or whatever you want
1: to call it. I saw uh, Fauci is suing Putin just because he's not getting any TV time (laughs) anymore because of Putin. Mm. And I don't think Putin has any money to pay him, even if he won. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the la- the least thing I hear is
0: that uh, Putin may not know how badly the war is going for Russia because his people may be afraid to tell him. Well, yeah, you you got to <laughs> yeah.
1: figure somebody like that. It, it reminds me of North Korea or mm-hmm. uh, the Germans in World War II. Who wants to go give uh, Kim Jong Un or who wanted to give <laughs> Adolf Hitler bad news? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was I was. Oh, it's kind of like that with my dad.
0: Never wanted to give my dad bad news. No mm-hmm. one wants to give their dad bad news <laughs> I, guess, I guess you're right That's not That's not isolated yeah, to me so that's I, mean, a, that's I a can thing. give my mom bad
1: news But yeah. give your dad yeah. bad
0: news just didn't want to Mom, I got some bad news yes. for you I've done 276 episodes of a show called Smokin'
1: and Toasting. Toastin'. <laughs> Sorry mom And I need you uh, to tell dad yeah. <laughs> That's right <laughs> Just wait until uh, your father gets home Are you going to tell him? <laughs>
0: I don't have to. Uh, let's open up some worldwide stout Shall we? From, uh, from Dogfish Head Dogfish Head of course is um, one of those breweries that I think exists in kind of a rarefied uh, space. Yes. Those guys and and Stone and uh, Ingenious and there's a number of others that are just... Uh, cigar it City. feels too. like cigar... Yes, yeah. absolutely. That just feels like they can just about do no wrong. Yeah. And, uh, and Dogfish Head, of course, is now... They have merged with... Uh, and they're part of the same general company as Boston Beer Company, which owns Sam Adams. But they have very wisely decided to cross-pollinate but not to mess with each other's products. Well, so uh, so they're trying to get the best out of the merger without it being one of those things where Sam Adams says, oh, well, we already have a lager, so you guys— Cancel yours. Well, you know? let,
1: let's hope it works out better for them than it did with Carbot getting bought by AB.
0: You know, I hope so. By the way, speaking of Carbot, I noticed uh, when I was in Specs this week, there is now a Love Street Light. Light. And Love Street must be their bestseller. I, I, th- I think it has become I think it has been their for bestseller. a little while now. Yeah. Uh, and it's, because it's one of those things that a lot of times when you go someplace and they have a really horrible beer selection... Uh, you can almost always count on them having Love Street. Love Street. You're like, okay, I'll take a Love Street. You know, uh, Love Street becomes the uh, uh, the Sam Adams of that yeah. situation. Mine is you know?
1: the, uh, it never fails. If I'm looking and it's like Budweiser, Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, Shiner, uh, is there any, and I'll do a Shiner if I have to, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing uh, Crawford Bach, Oh uh, yeah,
0: and it's like kind of trying to replace Shiner almost. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, of course, why that is because uh, Anheuser Busch is going to be one of the biggest accounts for that place, and sure. Anheuser Busch is going to work to push other real craft yeah. beer out and replace it with, it with your with own. But thing. I got news for you: I've had Crawford Bach. It is not Shiner Bach. It is not even close to Shiner Bach, oh. and it's not nearly as good. Now, I I will admit there there are a couple of things in the carbach lineup that I uh, that I still enjoy. I don't like buying them cuz I don't like giving money to AB. But I uh, but you know in a in a pinch a uh, love Street can be great. Yeah. Uh, in a pinch, even a hoppadillo can be great. I burned myself out on that a long time ago, but now that I don't have it all the time, it's 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 not bad. And uh Crawford Bach's okay, but it's just it's it's not Shinerbach. It's what it wants to be Shinerbach yeah. when it grows up.
1: I have just found that if I'm going to go somewhere and drink, I am less likely to go somewhere that doesn't have good craft
0: mm. beer. That is a really interesting point. Now, sometimes if you're at, like, a concert or a sporting event, you don't have a lot of choice. But, yeah, you're 100% right. If you go to a restaurant, and and I'm looking at you, Papacitos, that used to have a really good beer selection and doesn't anymore. Don't look at me because I'm friends with Chris. Uh, well, I'm just saying, you guys need to up your game. Do not let Anheuser-Busch... Control your entire beer selection I understand you need to sell Bud Light, I mean I get it
1: Uh, If I had a restaurant I'd have Bud Light on the menu too But 99, I mean When's the last time you went into a restaurant that had a Shitty beer selection that didn't Have Shiner
0: Well, again, Shiner becomes the saving Grace. Yeah, that's it, that's
1: exactly it Absolutely,
0: I, I will Have a Shiner Bach and thank you for not getting Rid of that, Yeah, you know uh, all right, but Dogfish Head, as we were uh, as we were saying at the beginning of this, these guys have uh, maintained their um, independence even in their merger with uh, with Boston Beer and Sam Adams. And by the way, Sam Adams makes great beer too. So it's not like sure. it's not like they merged with a company that was a mega company or a company that had like sacrificed on the quality of what they were making for uh, for big money. Yeah. So, uh, But Dogfish Head remains a little smaller, a little craftier, and I'm really interested to see what this bourbon barrel-aged stout is going to taste like. So, yeah, at least they have the come order, in and said, oh, so.
1: by the way, you're going to now start using this hops and this... Of this I and... don't
0: know if it's true or not, but one of my favorite uh, Carbach beers, and I know it's an IPA, so it's not going to be one of yours, but I liked the uh, Bright and Shiny, I mm-hmm. think it's called. And uh, it has it has a definite grapefruit quality to it. And my understanding is that when a- a, they got bought by AB, I don't know that this is true. Uh, I need to ask uh, Carbock if it was. But uh, my the story is that they were told not to use so much grapefruit.
1: Well, I know the, you know, Carbock for a time was using all Texas-based grains.
0: Right. I don't think that's happening anymore. No. Well, they're making Carbach in other it's AB areas, yeah. uh, areas, too. So, okay. uh, so listen, Carbach. we don't mean to bag on Carbach. No. I actually really like those guys over there. Yep. And they do make some very good beers. Yep. I just, you know. Uh, and, I, and you know what? I also don't even hold it against them that they sold. No, I don't either. You you know? that's, what uh, that's the American way. You know what I mean? That's... Come on. If
1: Spotify walked in here right now and said, hey, we want to we <laughs> take smoking and toasting, and we're going to give you $100 million, but you can only talk about near beer and seltzers. You're gonna be talking about a whole bunch of near beer yeah, and seltzers. Wow, well,
0: that's probably right. Unfortunately, it's probably. I think everybody does have a price, and and uh, I, you know it'd be great. We'd be on everywhere. Uh, Spotify'd be promoting us to the end of the earth, and then Neil Young would go, "I'm not gonna be on the same platform as smoking and toasting."
1: <laughs> <All> I. <right. laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, exactly. As long as we still got Duran Duran,
0: we don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Duran Duran would be like, smoking a toasting? No, no. no. <laughs> Get us off of that. All right, let's All right. pop that top before I do another bad accent. Uh- there you go. See how that adds to the whole. I Man, it does. There's uh, something. There's that something just, uh, to that. Makes that, that very yeah. pleasant. There's something to that. Let's pour some beers, shall we? All right. I want. Uh,
1: I want motor oil. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm getting to.
0: Yeah, I had a feeling this is not an inexpensive twelve uh, ounce bottle. By the way, it is. Good stouts uh, usually it's, aren't. It's not a. It's not a bomber, but it's not cheap. So.
1: You know, it's like uh, so it's a, the, the big. Uh, uh, 16 ounce cans of Ingenious. Mm-hmm. there, oh, 9.99 to 11.99. So Ingenious. We're, we got to have those guys on again. That is just a great brewery,
0: with so many great, uh, so many great products. They, so, what's that? They're so good. Yeah, they're so good. Bourbon barrel aged worldwide stout from um, uh, from uh, Dogfish Head and. It just says 12 fluid ounces And ages well on the side But on this side it says A very dark ale Brewed with a ridiculous amount Of barley yeah. And I'm looking for the ABV Maybe I missed it on the other side I do not see The ABV and they usually put them on Dogfish head Um I saw a 5% but that's a uh, Actually it's 5 cents uh, on the cash refund on the bottom.
1: I can smell it's way more than 5%. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, I do not find an ABV. That's uh, that's very interesting. That's uh, weird. Yeah, because they usually. Ma'am? Yeah. See if you can find it here. Uh, so here you go. This stout. Uh, they do say that it ages well. Oh, man. You were right. This ain't 5%. <laughs> uh, there's no way. Uh I love this on the nose, and Ian is really missing out on this. This this would be his kind of stout, I think.
1: See it anyway? Did I miss it? No, but I'm wondering. There's a part over here I can barely read. Mm-hmm. So I'm you gonna- probably you probably look that up. Uh,
0: while you look it up, I'm gonna like keep smelling this beer because, oh man, that's great on the nose.
2: Mm.
0: Well, it's very boozy, so I can tell you i'm I'm gonna guess
1: in eleven percent it's gotta be in a ten eleven percent it mm. chocolate cake
0: a little bit of coffee some rum raisin vibe and this was this was matured in uh bourbon barrels so um I don't know for how long but holy uh, crap what
1: they don't know. They don't know the ABV? But it ranges, I guess they do it in different barrels and it changes. Mm, mm. Ranges from fifteen to twenty percent ABV.
2: Mm, mm, <laughs> mm.
0: Well now and now we know why it doesn't say on the bottle. Wow, that is killer. And I also understand why this because this was about I wanna say this is about a ten or twelve dollar individual bottle. Individual twelve ounce
1: bottle. So it's
0: not like you're Used to paying that for one bottle yeah. of beer unless it's a
1: bomber. So it specifically says, brewed with a ridiculous amount of barley, worldwide stout is a dark, rich, roasty, and complex. This ageable ale clocks in at 15 to 20% ABV and has a depth more in line with a fine port than a can of cheap, mass-marketed beer. Hmm. Well, cheap, mass-marketed beer, it is not. I get where it, they could say port or even a Madeira yes, out ha- of this. Yes, it
0: has some of that kind of characteristic mm-hmm. to it. It is... It is to be sipped. It's not something you throw back. No,
1: you definitely don't chug one of those. Hmm. Somewhere Ian
0: just went, challenge accepted.
1: <laughs> I bet you can't drink three of them in 30 minutes, and I'll buy them. Oh, wow. This this is really delicious. It's, uh, it's very boozy, but that
0: doesn't keep it from being very uh, sort of uh, sweet and flavorful uh, in, in a very good way. Very good way. I still say the number one thing I get is chocolate cake. Oh, a hundred percent! It's like a big old fluffy piece of chocolate mm. cake, uh, and it's delicious. Wow, loving that! A little fudge, a little, um, a little coffee bean, uh, and a little bit of that rum raisin. That like like you ever ha- you ever have a rum soaked raisin? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the vibe I get a they little they bit on the up. finish. Yeah. That's the vibe I get a little bit on the finish of this. Uh, little Debbie brownies. Little Debbie brownies, very good. Let me show this to the camera. I mean, this is, this is a treat. Now, I got this at Specs. It was it was in the display, just individual bottles. I did not see a four pack or a six pack. I bet they can't of, sell of it this. in four packs. They the may not ABV. be able to because the ABV, right. Well, I, uh, so look for it individually and look for it quickly because it's really good. It is really, really good. Um, wow! So, so you're a you're a stout guy. You like the oh, dark yeah, I love beers, em. yeah? Um, would you put this in your top five ever?
1: No, no. Okay, uh, and this is three of my top five stouts. Hmm. Ingenious. No kidding. Yeah, wow! My top five. And ingenious.
0: I think of them almost as a as an IPA place, Yeah. you know, but they do make
1: wonderful stouts. Yep. Wow, we got to have them back on the show. <laughs> Those guys are amazing. Uh, one of them is uh, Cigar City, mm-hmm. and then um, Saloon Door. I love Cigar City's uh, the Maduro. It's their brown ale. That is absolutely oh, delicious. Great. Y'all, uh, y'all. Uh, uh, Should go down to Doug's place and Mm -hmm. record an episode from there. You should do that, yes. He has Saloon Door making his beer. Mm. They do a. uh, Saloon Door's made some good beers. Man, they have. Tasty AF, Ridiculous AF. I just want to say this gets better as you drink it, too.
0: I poured myself a little more, and I'm liking it even more than
1: I did initially. I, I, I would love to drink the rest of that bottle, except I have to drive to Galveston. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. I understand. And you're air. a responsible, uh, responsible yeah, person. There's, so. there's some Harris County constable out there going, well, he's leaving uh, yeah, RF Studios right now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he ought to be mm. down here about me Mall about 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I still think Uber
0: should sponsor the show. Man. I really do. I do. All right, we were going to uh, take a break. This is ab- I just I can't tell you enough how much I like yeah, this. It's really good. And it's really a wonderful wonderful stout and uh, I recommend it highly. It's going to be expensive and I'm just going to say it's
1: worth it. What was it? Twelve ninety-nine, fourteen ninety-nine. dollars 14 I want to
0: say it was between $10 and $12, yeah. Yeah, yeah for that for the single bottle. But uh, but it's absolutely worth it. Every bit, we'll drink every drop of it, and we'll do some of that when we return to uh, uh, bid you adieu. It is smoking and toasting. Show number two hundred and seventy-six. You know that's the thing about good it, style is. Welcome back, my friends. Smoking and toasting is on the air all over the world. Uh, we are on show number two hundred and seventy-six. My guest host is Alan Denny. Thank you so much for coming in this it week. It is my pleasure. It I love is you. Always, on the show. And, and I didn't even know you were going to bring good booze. That that uh, that just makes you even more irresistible. I must say, like yeah. Robert Palmer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> even, if you're, uh, even if your French accent's not nearly as good True. As, as Doc's. So, but. funny story. I don't know why this made me think of it. Do you know what they said is the number one music video of all time?
0: Well, is it Robert Palmer uh, Addicted to Love? No. I would guess Thriller, but obviously that's not it. Uh, that's got to be number two Sledgehammer. Oh, such a great song. Yeah. Such a great video. And he's such an amazing artist, Peter and- Gabriel. I love him. Love him. Yep. Never seen him live. I haven't either. I would love to, though. Would love to. Um, We are going to be wrapping up the show here in just a moment. Want to say again thanks to Alan for stepping in when Ian was out of town this week. We will be seeing Alan next week because we'll be down at the uh, Galveston Island Cigar Lounge, which is where you hold court regularly. Uh, We'll be uh, thrilled to be. And I'm wondering if maybe we try to do the show on your back deck. Well, I
1: told uh, uh, when Mary asked me about it. I said, let's let's do that. I was even talking to Ian last Wednesday. yeah, and said, if it's not, let's see what the weathers. Supposed oh, to
0: be. you can actually check the weather for, now, we can, for You next, know yeah.
1: we, we got these things now mm-hmm. that are uh,
0: So we'll be actually this will be one of the shows. we'll be recording in advance. We'll be recording it on Monday and, uh, and then it'll uh, show up. Like magic on the internet on, uh, on Thursday. Well,
1: I guess we'll have to see. Monday's a fifty-six percent chance. Oh uh, well, we'll, so. well, we'll
0: see. We'll see. It could be. It, it could. It, could, it could, That will all change because it's the weather. I've always wanted. In my next life, by the way, I want to be a weather forecaster because it's the only job where you get paid really well even and you, never have, right. yeah, you never have to be right. Yeah, you never have to be right. I definitely want to do that. That'll be awesome. So uh, next week we're at Galveston Island Cigar Lounge with uh, Trenton uh, from Oliva. We'll be talking Oliva cigars and smoking Oliva cigars, and I'll be looking forward to that very, very much. And then uh, the week after that, we are going to be proud to welcome for the first time on the program David Schroeder with Guinness will be joining us. So that should be a fun and interesting what's, show. What's he do for
1: Guinness? Uh, he
0: is a, he's one of the reps. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. uh, I'm not sure what his uh, exact title is, but we've been talking with him about. Being on the show, of course, we asked him to be on the show for St. Patrick's Day, and he was kind of busy that
1: day. Yeah, so yeah. find uh, out so. find out why Guinness over here tastes different than Guinness over
0: there. All right, that'll be one of our questions, and uh, and, and a good one too. Uh, and then the following week, we are uh, very excited to bring our uh, smoking and toasting wine expert Mark Burrell back to the show. Always fun when uh, Mark is on the program, and always uh, always some really good wine that he brings along too. And uh, we'll ask him as we're you know beginning to get into spring, we'll ask him to. Recommend some wines for spring and summer.
1: That hoity-toity fruity uh, Moscato. I'm sure that's. Uh... Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, he's Mark's really not like
0: that. I mean, for God's sake, his restaurant is a place where they serve like elk and wild game and stuff like so. Uh, they're not too hoity-toity over there at the lodge. That's a. Uh, that, that's
1: that's pretty much. No, when I said nice. to de moscato, I meant that five dollar bottle of oh, Gallo go- moscato. Oh, gotcha,
0: gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> following. Uh, I gotcha. So, uh, well, I have to say, we've tried some very interesting things on the show. The walking stick was good, but didn't blow our didn't no. blow our minds. Uh, the stout was fantastic. Yeah. I was a big fan of the uh, unrefined sugar. There and, was nothing bad that we had on the yeah, show today. No, and. And I got to say, uh, kudos to uh, Chris Hart and his gregarious grump uh, spirits. Both of those were impressive. And the thirty-year was just absolutely a treat. Uh, so yep. thanks for bringing those. Yeah, of course, appreciate it. And and uh, we are looking forward to being back with you again, smoking next week as we uh, smoke Oliva cigars down at the Galveston Island Cigar Lounge. Have a great week, my friends. Thanks to uh, Aaron on the Wheels of Steel, uh, Aaron. I can't believe uh, I called you. name Adam. I don't think I've ever done that, have I? thanks to Adam on the wow. Wheels of Steel and Doug, our upcoming future producer who is uh, waiting in the wings. Have a great week, my friends and uh, cheers, y'all. See y'all next time. Can't believe I called you Aaron. How did that happen? I'm oh, so oh, that's, good uh, to you. The whole show that I called him <laughs> What, me calling him Aaron? You just called him happened, don't, awesome. don't believe it so him soon. his brother's
2: name.